0: Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie do! don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoyling. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern. Spot of
1: three on the way,
0: bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. A new year, so a new intro for the pod. Hope you enjoyed that. Happy New Year to you and yours. Thanks so much for joining us for another edition of Unlike Any Other the UMAC Ryan Mitchell alongside as always Wyatt Morrell Wyatt how you doing gotta say I love the song love the cuts I mean you
1: you sent me the intro earlier this week so I did get to hear it beforehand but I gotta say you did a great job on it Ryan kudos to you putting those cuts together and like you said new year new intro I'm excited to get into it there's a lot to talk about tonight 2022 i'm not gonna say i hope 2022 is better than 2021 because for some people for all i know 2021 was a great year (laughs) you know i'm not in a position to say well we need 2022 to be better than 2021 some people may have loved 2021 but let's just hope 2022 in general for everybody is better and then that way even if it was good in 2021 we're gonna have a great 2022 and it's gonna be fun to see how this conference slate unfolds umac basketball this is what we have wanted ryan this is what we've lived for here the last couple of months what we've talked about on the podcast and it's finally
0: upon us here we go you know why all the time on broadcasts that we've done together i like to use the phrase it's time to turn that dial ever so slightly that's what the time is for you and i right now we got to take this thing to the next level would you call it the stretch run now? We're, we're probably not to the stretch run yet, but we're stretching yeah. to get ready for the stretch run that is soon coming, if well, that makes sense. Well, speaking of turning the dial a
1: little bit, I feel like I just completely turned it there. As, you know how we try to slowly build up to the big moments? I feel like I just jumped the shark a little bit there right out of the <laughs> gate here into the <laughs> podcast. Didn't do a good job of slowly building into it. But not the stretch run, but like you said, it's the stretch before the stretch run. So here we go. We're getting closer, and each game is going to get more and more important. I mean, we talked about that in previous pods. Northland on the men's side sitting 2-0. They've put themselves in a great spot. A team that maybe is sitting 0-2 that would rather be 1-1 or 2-0 has to find a way to turn it up now here moving forward this week. You lose another game or two with two less conference games this year, all of a sudden you start to hit the panic button a little bit. So there's not much time for these teams to find their identities and get rolling. It's now or never So we're on that stretch run before the stretch run.
0: Yeah, and folks, we do have some content this week for you as far as interviews go. Again, we apologize that we couldn't get that to you last week. Over the winter break, hope you had a fantastic Christmas and a fantastic New Year with loved ones. But later on in this pod... You're going to hear our conversation with Kath, Dak, and Dylan Hyder of Minnesota Morris. And what's up, what?
1: Well, and we do apologize, Ryan, but do we really have anything to apologize for wanting to no, let coaches it, and their players enjoy Christmas, we're, enjoy the we're break? Nice guys, I mean, okay? exactly. It's, it's we're not, worth apologizing. If, if people are upset we didn't get the interview with somebody because we wanted them to have a good Christmas, I feel like <laughs> that's more on them. We're not going to be knocking on some coach's door. On Christmas Eve or the day after Christmas so we just wanted people to have their break have their rest and now we're ready to get back into it anyways you can
0: continue yeah no I'll just give a preview of what's to come uh, you and I are gonna talk about some matchups here coming up later on this week as UMAC play gets rolling once again as you mentioned wide. and I'm not sure where you want to start but I do have a couple news and notes if you will before we get to specific matchups just for things that we've been watching we talked about it off mic. Wyatt, you have a reason to celebrate. I know you were really stressing over potentially having to pick up a free agent for fantasy basketball. You don't need to. Yeah. Tell the folks Tell the folks why.
1: Yeah, So, and I'm not going to take any credit for this kind of stuff. You're the one that put these news and notes together, so let's just make that clear right off the top. I'll let you introduce them, and then I'll give you my thoughts. So the one you're alluding to here is Cade Carroll is back. He's been in the box score the last couple times out for Crown. I'm not going to have to worry about picking someone up. I'm not even sure how we would have gone about that. I'm sure you would have just said, you can take anyone that's available, and I would have just had my choices out there. But... I kind of want him. I want him on my team. There's a reason I picked him. I'm glad he's healthy and playing. It goes back to the whole thing, Ryan. The conference is better when the top players are playing. It's a better brand of basketball. You never want to see anybody get hurt, let alone a guy like Cade Carroll. So it's good to see he's back in the box score, especially before the conference season really starts to pick up now. So that's
0: good news. Next one I have on the list, Wyatt. Some other players are stepping up for Bethany Lutheran on the woman's side. It's been something that we've been watching throughout the season. We know Hannah Geisfeld is a stud, an All-American candidate. She's racked up big time numbers this season, but a freshman for Bethany Lutheran has been named the UMAC Player of the Week for her performances last week for the Vikings in a little bit of a tournament that they played. Over the winter break, two losses, continuing to play some good competition. We can maybe get to that in a moment, Wyatt, but the person I'm alluding to, Alexis Cloyd, the freshman sharpshooter for Bethany Lutheran, knocking down six threes in their matchup against Loris College on the 29th, and then the next day on the 30th, she knocks down four more triples, a welcomed sight for Bethany Lutheran. Well, she's definitely earned the title
1: sharpshooter when you put back-to-back performances up like that. You get Conference Player of the Week well-deserved, so shout-out to her. Congratulations to her on that, and that's exactly what the Vikings needed right there. We know what Hannah Geisfeld can provide down low. You mentioned in one of those games it was one of her as weird as this sounds to say, worst performances of the year, and she still put up a double-double, but for her, that's a pretty quiet performance. She had 10 points, 10 rebounds. They need somebody else to step up, provide scoring now as we get into conference play because these UMAC teams know who they're going to try and take away. I mean, it's no secret. It's not like you have to come up with this elaborate game plan of how to stop Bethany Lutheran. If you can slow Hannah Geisfeld down, you're going to have a good chance to be in a ball game with them. So other players are going to have to step up, And as far as you said, if you want to get into the whole strength of schedule debate and everything, they've tested themselves. They are going to be ready to go in conference play, and we'll see if that rewards them as we get down the stretch run here. As compared to a team like North Central, we've talked about it. They really haven't scheduled that tough. It'll be interesting to see how those two fare when they square off against each other, and you already know that'll be a talking point let's say Bethany beats them and we can allude back to that non-conference slate. So I don't know how much you put into that until you actually get to see these two play each other, but it's definitely something worth noting at this point in the season.
0: Yeah. If you would tell Vikings fans, Wyatt, that, you know, in the first 13 games of the season, you're only going to win seven of them. Some of them may say, Oh really? I, are we injured? What's going on? Are we just really not shooting the basketball? Well, but if you look deeper into the schedule, like you said, they've been majorly battle tested and, We're going to see when the cream rises to the top, is North Central still going to be standing there? They face off against Bethany a week from Friday, the 14th, a showdown in the North Gym in Mankato. Circle that one on the calendar. You know those two clubs have it circled as well. And I mean, real quickly, Wyatt, how many times do we talk about it in basketball? If you're going to double someone in the post, what does that mean? Well, there's an open shooter on the floor somewhere. I don't care if you're doubling from the
1: backside. If let's say the pass goes in and that person comes straight down to double from where the pass just came from, somebody is always open anytime there's a double team. And in the post, if you have a good post that can pass out of it, it's trouble for the other team. So Bethany will have those opportunities. And I would expect Cloyd
0: to get plenty of looks here moving forward. So, yeah, the key key for her now, Wyatt, is she's just got to find that spot where Geisfeld can see her, kick it to her, and if she can shoot... And then, obviously,
1: deliver, too. She's got to be able to keep what she has going right now. She's in a little bit of a groove. See how long she can continue this little bit of a hot streak, if you will. And, you know, if she's able to carry that over a couple games, that's really going to give opposing coaches nightmares. And they they might be up a little bit, losing some sleep, figuring out how they're (laughs) going to stop Bethany if they,
0: they start knocking down the triple. And she'll make us look foolish, white, because she is on neither one of our squads for fantasy basketball. But how, you how know, could we know? You sa- how, she's a she's how freshman, we know? right? I mean, yeah.
1: come on. What, yeah. what are we supposed to do yeah. out here? You know, and by the way, to the crown guys, because I've uh, had a crown player or two, and I've had even Mr. Matthew Bauman say we needed to pick Mr. Ladd, Michael Ladd, because of what he's been doing. We missed him. We screwed up. That's on us. We can own up to that. It is what it is. I mean, yeah. I guess in a sense, if I couldn't have Cade Carroll, I knew right away who I was going to be picking up. But I, I'll still take Cade on my squad. And sometimes you miss. I mean, we mentioned it during that draft, Ryan. There was going to be a couple guys that proved us wrong, and he's certainly one of them early on. Who knows? Maybe later in the
0: year we'll we'll add a free agent for some some reason. Who We're knows? Maybe come we'll up come up with, with just something. a random rule going into the last two <laughs> weeks of the season, and it's going to get crazy. Yeah. One, one last news and notes thing I want to mention, Wyatt. Sticking with Bethany, but now moving over to the men's side, Coach Garvin's club. Shout-out to Jared Malinkovich, the senior out of New Prague, joining the 1,000-point club for the Vikings. And, Wyatt, he did it in style against St. Scholastica. Back on December the 30th, it's a UMAC over MIAC. They take down the Saints 81-68. to 68. Shout out, Bethany. Way to represent.
1: Yep, and uh, we're done keeping track of the UMAC versus the MIAC because we, we lost. <laughs> it is what it is. We're going to move on from it. We'll, we'll get them when it matters, right, in NCAA tournament hey, play. Real,
0: real quick, w- to clarify, we lost. We know on the men's side. We you're talking overall, you know, true. but overall, we may, on the we men's may side. win on we may win on the women's side, and there still could be a couple more. There will there, be there, at least one more, I
1: know. Yeah, there's still so that's pending. I suppose we can put a little pin in this conversation there for for the women's side. But yeah, I just meant as a total overall as a whole. Uh, so I have not been uh, keeping up to date with that the last week or two. There also haven't been very many opportunities here, that, especially now that we get into conference play. There's not going to be many. But a big win for Bethany, they're back, right? I mean, that's it. They play like that, and that's the Bethany Lutheran Vikings team that I've been wanting to see all season long, the team that I think can walk away with a UMAC championship in March.
0: Yeah, I mean, in that contest against Scholastica, Smith and Mayfield both go for over 15. You have Milinkovic get in double figures as well. And my guy on my squad, Wyatt, Hunter Nielsen doing a little bit of everything, 13 and 13, tack on four steals and two blocks as well. So if they get balanced scoring like that, making plays defensively, and, I mean, they could have been called for theft and robbery in that contest against the Saints, (laughs) Wyatt. Fifteen whopping steals for the Vikings. I mean, they put the clamps on defensively against
1: a good Scholastica club. Well, and to me, uh, that seems like the Bethany team I remember from the past. The Malinkoviches can defend. you got quick guards in Mayfield and Smith. To me, there's no reason they can't force that many turnovers. I feel like they should be good at that. And then you put Nielsen down low, you know you can get a little more aggressive out on the perimeter with a great shot blocker down low like him. So... Maybe they're starting to find their rhythm a little bit, find their groove. Again, this is the Bethany team I've wanted to see all season. And as long as we're giving shout outs to guys, great to see Smith and Mayfield play like that. Two guys that are on my squad. I'm looking for more of that, obviously, to get back into things here in fantasy basketball. I want to see big performances out of them moving forward here. And then one other shout-out, not to get too far off track, but we shouted out uh, Cloyd for winning the Player of the Week. We should give one to Kyle Kamink as well on the men's side, as he was Player of the Week. Also another guy on Team Morrell for fantasy basketball. <laughs> things are looking up for Team Morrell right now. I mean, I've got I, a lot going for me. but
0: You sound as chipper as you've been, because you've been worried talking about your squad a couple times. What
1: can I say? I'm just in a good mood in general right now I mean we we got UMAC conference
0: play really starting to get rolling it's just a good night Ryan I'm just happy what can I say may I remind you though they gotta show up in these matchups Saturday because all these numbers are nice all those numbers I just said we're not counting them they're not conference yeah
1: it don't and it don't mean nothing more importantly for their actual goals and aspirations which is to win the UMAC championship if they don't play like that on any given night in the UMAC they could get beat And they already dropped one this year, obviously, to Northland as well, which I think for some was a shock. So they're going to have to come ready to play this weekend and really every time they step on the court in conference play. But this is the first sign I think we've seen all year where they've put everything together and you could look at each individual player, at least the big ones that we think are a part of that team and say they all played well on the same night
0: from what the box score would say at least. We'll get back to the men's side of things in a moment, Wyatt, but I want to do a rundown of the matchups that we have this weekend, and I'm going to list the ones that we have first on the woman's side of things, Wyatt, and you're going to tell me the one you're most looking forward to, the most tantalizing matchup, and then we'll real quickly go through and make our picks. So, Well, and we should introduce that, I feel like, a little bit too, though, Ryan, as
1: yeah, far as what yeah. we're doing. So we missed this. This is on us, too. I mean, we're not perfect, obviously, as we're – finding out the more and more we what, get into what this. What, are,
0: what are we doing we're continually changing our best yeah what uh, is that PJ
1: is, is maybe that, maybe is that not PJ? I'm not gonna answer maybe oh, maybe not goodness um I don't necessarily disagree with that comment you always got to strive for improvement complacency is death basically as soon as you oh, get, yeah, there as you go. soon as you get complacent I mean what are you doing at that point but we is, have, that, is that what Coach Heeb told you guys last year when you were making that run, Coach Eva said a lot of things. I don't remember if he ever said that one specifically, <laughs> but, um, no, now, now I'm losing my train of thought a little bit. We're going down the rabbit hole, but, anyways, to get back to my point here, Ryan, is that okay? Well, now I just completely lost my point from being. Well, you honest, were making but, your point
0: of what we're doing. We missed out yeah, earlier we, this we, year. Now we're going to do this every
1: week. And so, long story short. We're going to be picking these games moving forward, just the conference games. We'll keep track of our records, and we'll see who ends up with the better overall record in conference games, both on the men's and women's side at the end of the year. So we missed the first couple, but we will be predicting every single UMAC game from this point on. And then, of course, once we get to the tournament, we'll be doing full breakdowns at that point, but we'll also predict those ones as well. So anyways, with that being said, we can get back into what you wanted to do. Give me me the matchups, and I'll tell you which one I think is the best.
0: So... On the women's and men's side of things, for that matter, games just on Saturday this week. Not sure the logic for that, but throughout this season, it's typically going to be Friday and Saturday. No games on Friday the 7th, not sure why. Maybe just giving a little extra bit of a break for teams over winter break before coming back to conference play. But anyway, four games were slated on each side. I say were because we've already had one cancellation, unfortunately. A big-time matchup that was going to be... North Central hosting Northwestern on the women's side of things the undefeated Rams against the Eagles getting back from Cali looking forward to playing that one's not going to happen unfortunately and I was uh, going to be there for that one lord willing so I'm I'm, I'm disappointed with that. Uh but I'm we disappointed still disappointed for you. Yes. Well, I'll still be there for the men's game, <laughs> but more more on that later. Uh we still have three contests on the women's slate wide starting off Those Bethany Lutheran Vikings we were just talking about a few moments ago head on the road to New Ulm to take on the Martin Luther College Knights. Next one, Crown College Storm, Coach Zablas' club, also hitting the road out to Morris to take on the Cougars Saturday afternoon. And finally, last but not least, Wisconsin Superior, the Yellow Jackets, what were you going to say? You gave me a smile.
1: No, keep going. I'll okay. I'll, I'll tell you here in a second. <laughs> the, sorry.
0: The the jacket's heading on the road as well to take on the lumberjills of Northland in Ashland, Wisconsin. So, why out of those 3 What's the most tantalizing yeah, one?
1: I'll be very blunt with your last comment. You say last not least to me this weekend this is the least exciting matchup in my opinion, Superior taking on Northland. Wow. Just based shots, on what we shots fired. Just based on what we've seen so far this season compared to the other two matchups that we have out there on the table, it's between those two in my opinion and when I've just looking at these two knowing what we know this season I'd probably have to say crown going to take on Morris is a little more interesting to me than Bethany at my Martin Luther Knights, as you like to say, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go crown at Morris. I think that's an interesting one because crown is shown at times. I mean, for instance, that first game of the year with coach Zabla, they get the big win. I think at times crown has been a very fun team to keep an eye on and see what they can do. But then there's other times where you wonder what's going on there. And for Morris, they they've dealt with a lot this year. I still think they're a very talented team. They can compete up there near the top, but these are the kinds of games they have to win. I don't think they can afford to drop a game at home like this against a team that you would say they're probably favored in going into this matchup. So for Coach Grove's squad, I think it's an important game here on this Saturday, only one conference game this week. I think it's not, I mean, it's never a must win this early in the season, but it's one of those games you really feel like for the program morale, they need to win this game. So for me, that's the most interesting one on the women's
0: side. I agree, Wyatt, and I agree also because of the fact of Crown will be playing on Friday night, not a UMAC contest, but they'll be hosting Maranatha Baptist in so a very going back to back. That's a very winnable game uh, out at the WAC. I'll just leave it there and not say anything more about uh, Maranatha Baptist. But uh, Crown enough. <laughs> Crown should be riding into Morris with a little bit of mojo after the lawn break. Hopefully, coming off of a win, and we'll see. Can Coach Grove's club come up with the goods in a game that? They should win if they want to accomplish what they're setting out to, like you mentioned, Wyatt, at home. But Crown's kind of a little bit of a wild card. So do you want to give your picks for those three matchups? Who you got winning?
1: Yeah, so on the women's side, you want me to just run through one at a time here, and then you'll give your three after I give all mine? Yep. Okay, I'm going to get ready to write this down, too, so that way we actually keep track. Even though Mr. Matthew Bauman will keep track of the fantasy scores, we're not going to make him keep track of our picks. We can at He least, may want to. What he if he might, wants to, though? If he wants to, and I'm sure we'll get a text as soon as this gets released and he listens to it, he can do it. We're not going to force him to, though, is all I'm saying. Okay. I will go Bethany Lutheran over Martin Luther, although I think that game can be closer than people maybe will be expecting with Martin Luther at home. So I'll take Bethany there. I will take Morris at home against Crown. Like I said, I think it's about as close to a must win as you can have this early in the season for Morris in conference play. Again, I think it will probably be fairly close, though. And then I think Superior at Northland, similar. I think this is a huge game for Superior. We talk about them, the dynasty that they once had, and we talked about our New Year's resolutions, trying to get back and get rolling for them this is almost a must win for them in a sense. So I think superior in a battle of the Wisconsin teams, if you will, gets the win against Northland. So I've got Bethany Morris and superior coming away with wins this week on the women's side.
0: I'll keep it brief. It may be boring, but, uh, I agree with all three of them. I got Bethany Morris and superior. Well, this is coming going to be with a lot wins. of fun. <laughs> we could get more, uh, interesting on the men's side of things, but no, we'll disagree throughout the season, folks. I mean, you can call this boring to start things off, but, uh, No, I can't disagree with you. And, yeah, I think for Superior specifically, it's the ultimate backs against the wall. I know it's early in the year, and you can say, you can't have a backs against the wall on January 8th. That doesn't make any sense. It's the world against us mentality. They have got to find a way to come up with that win at Northland. And who knows, Coach Tuck's squad could push them. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Superior on that one. And let me just say here before we get into the men's
1: side of things, Ryan – Covid's still a very real thing I don't like to talk about, but if we get a cancellation similar to the postponement we've had this weekend with Northwestern, North Central, if that game gets made up, let's say, in the middle of the week and we can't release another episode before it gets played, just so the listeners know, we will be in communication. We'll still make our pick for it, and yep. the people are just going to have to take our word for it at that point. If you don't believe us, that's fine. We'll make the pick. It may just not
0: be in the podcast, though. Good note. And I, I don't think Northwestern or Central are going to schedule the game for early next week. I'm just saying. Some,
1: I, I'm not even saying next week, but yeah, options yeah. may be limited towards February when we yes. look a little bit farther down the road. So
0: just a little note. I'm, I'm just thinking ahead. I appreciate that, Wyatt. All right, moving over to the men's side of things. At this moment, all the games are still on the schedule, and there's some good ones, all right? We have Crown at Morris. We have Bethany at Martin Luther, Northwestern at North Central, and Superior at Northland. So they're the same matchups, Wyatt, just now on the men's side of things. First off, what is your most tantalizing matchup?
1: Yeah, I forgot. I was going to say you're going first on this one. Okay, I can go first. But I'll give you the most, uh, what what do you call it, tantalizing? Tantalizing. Tantalizing, the most tantalizing matchup. I mean, I think you know. It's Northwestern at North Central here. Oh, I mean, is it? Oh. If, if not this game, when's the time for North Central to beat Northwestern? I feel like they've been building up to this ever since last year when we had the game where they got uh, a <laughs> phantom point against them there, but we won't go into that any more than that. There was a whole ordeal with that. They showed they could compete against Northwestern. We know the talent that they brought back from that team. Northwestern, I've mentioned, they always seem to lose at least one conference game. They ran the table a long time ago, but it's just so hard to go 16-0 now, 14-0 with Glasgow out of the conference. It's hard to go undefeated in any conference in the regular season. So I do think there is a loss out there for Northwestern, and I think this would be a good opportunity for North Central to potentially get them. It's the 4.45 p.m. start, too, so it'll be them and then, obviously, Superior Northland are also playing there, but it'll be the late game, if you will, on the men's slate for that day. I don't know. I think that one by far takes the cake as far as the most tantalizing.
0: I hope it's still that late, Wyatt. Maybe because the women's game's they might canceled, move they'll up. move it up. I don't know. But hey, build the drama. I mean, push it back to seven at night. That's for all what I, I mean. Care. Why not? It's just a one game now at this point. Why not? You could do that. Yeah, and it's not like either school has a long way to travel. I mean, Northwestern's just down the road and. I mentioned it earlier, Wyatt. Lord willing. I will be in the gym for that contest, so looking forward to it. Why are you saying Lord willing? I say that to everyone, Wyatt. We don't know (laughs) on my way to Minneapolis what could happen if I'm not able to make it. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just being realistic, you know. It is just, okay. it is what it is at this day and age. But anyway, uh, as I was saying, we talked earlier in the year off the mic. We need to get some boots on the ground journalism and be in some of these gyms for these big-time matchups. So, so
1: you're going to take
0: responsibility since I'm up here in Crookston is well, what you're saying? Yeah, I've tried to do my part. You know, maybe oh, – you're maybe, doing it. Maybe that once-in-a-blue-moon moment when you're back down in the Twin Cities later this year, you'll get in a gym for some contest, okay? I'll, I still I'll see all the to. Northwestern home games, but I'm going to try to get on the road a little bit here and there when I can as well. So, I disappointed the to. women's game isn't happening, but looking forward to that men's contest uh, on Saturday as well. And yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree that's the most tantalizing one. Real quickly, the Eagles got two serious tests wide over the winter break in California, and I'm interested to see if North Central looks at the film of those contests, do they try to implement a little bit of a full-court pressure against Northwestern? Now, I don't expect them to, but Cal Lutheran and the Masters University, both really talented squads. Cal Lutheran got votes in the top 25, and the Masters University is a good squad in the NAIA. They both caused the Eagles into some issues, turning the basketball over with full court pressure. North Central may not have the personnel to do that, and that may just not be the mojo of Coach DeWitt's club, but maybe something to look for in that matchup on Saturday.
1: If anything, I feel like that may be something they even save, let's say, and try that later down the road. This is just the first time these two have met, so... Might be something they look back on when they're looking at film and just different things later in the season. So maybe not pull it out this
0: time, but later on. But you mentioned, Wyatt, if not now, when? Because they didn't get Northwestern in their building last year. They played them twice in one week at the end of the year, both at the Erickson Center. I mean, I'm expecting them to pull out all the stops. I mean, everything short of pyrotechnics in that gym on Saturday. (laughs) That place better be on fire. When Minnie and Paul square off, Wyatt, it's not like they do at Target Field where they're shaking hands. It's going to be a throwdown on Saturday, I hope, are, are between you those ca- two.
1: Are you calling the fans out again, saying they better pack the gym out For, for whoever's there, listening,
0: that place better be packed, they're North still Central not in, and Northwestern. They're still not in school, though. Oh, come There's still people around. They're getting back soon. How do you know that? Our I'm, classes I'm assuming. Start on, I know North-
1: Northwestern start on Monday because my brother okay. is ticked because they have a... Uh, well, this is interesting. <laughs> Little story here because this relates to UMAC basketball in a sense... Okay. He he has a hall meeting at ten you know those hall meetings they do at Northwest. Beautiful, you're, you're, yeah, beautiful. Just ridiculous. waste of time. Ten PM, absolute waste of time. You get fined if you don't go or whatever. His RA is Caleb Hoyleen on the men's basketball team. Oh. Stuart's upset because the national championship's on that night, and if you do the math, ten PM is gonna be, is gonna be around the fourth quarter. <laughs> And I told him I would 100% skip that if I was you, and I would be surprised if Hoyleen wants to be there too, honestly. I mean, why not watch the national championship? He's not going to find you. I said, let's see if they have the guts to do it. <laughs> and so I'm telling him he should skip his hall meeting. Also, shout out to my RA back in the day, Robbie Sealer. I mean, that guy was awesome. I mean, I'll just say this now. I mean, what's Northwestern going to do to me at this point? I missed a hall meeting or two. I never got fined. I mean, yeah. Great RA, but anyways,
0: Caleb, put the game on Caleb, the TV. If to have a TV in the room. if
1: he's listening to this podcast, Caleb, you got to watch the game. Don't make my brother go to that hall
0: meeting. You don't want to no, be no, there. you either. can have it on in the hall meeting. I'm saying why? Compromise in,
1: in in that lounge area? You mean with the TV well, that never works? Have got,
0: some people got TVs in their rooms.
1: Well, yeah, but they're not doing the meeting They're not doing the meeting in the room. I don't think. Anyways, we're <laughs> we're getting off. Little story. They're kind of related to UMAC basketball, but not really. And. uh Anyways, back to the
0: on-the-court stuff. Yeah, so so let's let's run through, Wyatt. Do you want me to pick mine you first can, and then you go? I would say you pick yours first this time. Okay. We just flip-flop that way. All right, so first matchup, Crown at Morris. I am looking forward to this one. Morris has a lot on the line, Wyatt. They've already lost two at home against two quality clubs, North Central and Northwestern, to kick off the year, but had a long break, haven't played since December the 11th against Northwestern, they're going to be motivated. But Crown's got Carroll back. Like you mentioned, they're 1-1 one and one coming into this contest. This is going to be a fantastic ball game. I think this is going to be a barn burner. I'm going to take Morris because I think they're just going to be a little more desperate. And they're going to do everything they can to scratch and claw to a win against Crown.
1: Yeah, if Northwestern wasn't playing North Central on the same day, this one for sure would have been the most interesting, in my opinion. So it's a close second. Like you said, I think Morris is absolutely the more desperate team. They know it's a game they need to win, and we're actually we got an interview coming up here in a little bit. We're gonna have a chance to talk to a couple guys from Morris, and uh, we're we're gonna see what they have to say about it. But it, it's an important game for the Cougars. There's no question. With that being said, I am actually gonna take Crown in this one, though. I've gone against Crown a little bit, maybe haven't given them all the respect they deserve, some of their guys that I've been talking to. <laughs> You've heard it from them. <laughs> I've been hearing it from them a little bit, and uh, here's, here's the deal. I'm putting this out there. I'm putting myself on the line for them. I expect them to go out there and play a big game now and back me up and get this win. So I'll take Crown in a close game, get to 2-1 in conference play. It, it is such an interesting matchup, though, because there's a big difference between both these teams being 1-2 and two if Morris wins and owning the tiebreaker over Crown versus dropping to 0-3 and, and then Crown having a two-game lead over you because those are two of the teams outside of what we kind of presume to be the top three, although Crown beat North Central, so I don't know if you could necessarily consider North Central in the top three anymore. But outside of those three, these are kind of the next two we're looking at as of now with Superior maybe thrown into the mix as well as a team fighting for that last spot. And, I mean, obviously, you can't count on Northland right now being 2-0 as well. But, yeah, it's a a big game. And I, I think Crown wins a close one. And it could set up a very interesting matchup later in the year when these two teams meet if Morris is able then to get on a roll from there. But I got Crown in this one.
0: If I'm the Cougars, Wyatt, the thing that worries me the most is Royston and Carroll both being in the lineup. And on the other side, if I'm Crown, we've talked about their struggles and documented them from three-point range. Sure, it'd be nice to knock down some triples. I am pounding the ball in to Carroll and Royston and saying, let's see if you can stop it. I'm doing some high-low, initiating at the high post, dumping it down low to the other guy. If I'm the Storm, I want both of those guys to have near double-doubles and each get at least 10 field goal attempts.
1: Not not even that, but what if this game, you mentioned the three-point shooting struggles. That was the resolution I had for them. What if this game turns into a shootout a little bit? What if Morris gets up and down the floor? We know they like to run. They can fill it up quick. That is, like you said, maybe Crown's worst nightmare there is that they can't keep up from three ball. If they get down early and Morris continues to score, can Crown play
0: catch-up and play from behind? Then they need the guy you mentioned earlier, Michael Add. They need a big game from him like he had against no Northwestern question. in that opening weekend. Jacob Van Dam, can he be clutched down the stretch? I mean, there's so many storylines in this game wide. We're really looking forward to seeing how this one goes. All right, and let's we, get... we differ again. I got Morris, you have Cromwell. And, and we
1: totally went off track there. I said you were going to pick yours first, and then I jumped in and gave my prediction for the
0: game as well. So We can go back and forth. This is
2: fine. Sure, this is sure. Fine.
0: Let's, let's go to the next one. Next one. Bethany Lutheran on the road at Martin Luther. Another big game for a home squad. Not trying to get too far in the hole, Wyatt. They kicked off UMAC play last month, as I scroll forward here and want to make sure I get these correct, with a loss at Northland in a tight contest. And then they lost convincingly at Superior. So Coach Holtz Heater and his club trying to correct some things over the winter break. An opportunity at home against Bethany Lutheran. I'll go first on this one. I think Bethany's starting to find themselves a little bit. I think it'll be closer than people think. I think it's only a single-digit win. I expect Martin Luther to throw everything they can at him. They got to figure out some things offensively, though, Wyatt, because it's tough to slow down Bethany and those guards and the screen and roll action that they have to stay in front of them. They want to keep this game low-scoring. If they can't, I don't think they can keep up with the Vikings.
1: You know, they're your knights from the uh, preseason poll that we did back then, and now you're not even sticking up for them.
0: It's a tough game. I said I think they're honestly going to even improve, but that may not be enough.
1: You, You said single digits. What would you put the spread at for this game out of just curiosity? And I'm taking Bethany, by the way, to win this game. I'll just make that clear. Keep it short. I think Bethany actually rolls in this one. I got them by double digits or more, so we vary a little bit. Like you said, I think they're finding themselves, and I think we see it again here as they start to put things together.
0: I put it at seven and a half, Wyatt, because I you think know we got covers. we got a vaunted home atmosphere. We've heard about a little bit over at Martin Luther. <laughs> they're going to be jumping, and the male cheer squad is going to be getting people oh, yeah. pumped up and ready to roll. That, they're that they're going to need it thing. all. They're going to need it all in New Ulm. If you're hearing this and you're a night supporter, get on out to the gym Saturday. They're going to need all the help they can get against Bethany.
1: Male cheer squads should just be banned. Careful careful. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm as as far as to say just cheer squads in general at the division three college level should probably not be a thing. Wow. Oh,
0: hot take. I'm just saying. All right. I'll leave it there. I'm not going to comment any further. (laughs) All right. The one that you and I both said we're most looking forward to the showdown at the moment, still slated for 445 could move up. Who knows? Like we said, maybe they could push it back to seven o'clock, build the suspense Northwestern. The reigning UMAC champs at North Central, who they ended the season in the semifinals last year. Mini versus Paul. Rams or Eagles, who you got, Wyatt?
1: Yeah, I'd probably set the spread at this one. i just like to throw it out there now that we're talking about it. But I'd say 4.5 to 5.5 in favor of Northwestern probably in this one. I think that's probably pretty fair. I mentioned Northwestern always loses a game in some point in the regular season. You know, they've gone undefeated once or twice the past decade or so, but it's very rare, even though they've been the best team year in and year out. What a better time than now for North Central to pull off a win at home, really make a claim that they are for real and have a chance to win the title. However, this is almost like the thing. It goes back to an analogy. You never bet against Nick Saban. You know, the Alabama thing, you never pick against them. I'm not picking against Northwestern. Even even with this being the best chance for North Central in a long time to beat the Eagles, I can't pull the trigger on it. I'll take Northwestern in this one. I just think they're going to find a way to get it done like they always have.
0: For a second there, I thought you were going to compare coach Saban to coach gross but you didn't he's, if you want to go
1: ahead is, is he the coach Saban of the UMAC I mean I guess would be the next question you got to ask yourself and the people are asking when is the dynasty going to end and I mean he's got to retire at some point and there, there are some similarities you're coming up with in, something in a certain sense I mean we don't we don't want coach gross to get too big-headed or anything <laughs> like that by any means but uh, he's done a pretty good job at Northwestern I think we can all agree on that that's that's very fair. How much did you say the Eagles are going to win by? I said the spread was four and a half to five and a half, and I would guess Northwestern is right around there.
0: Okay. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, I'd say they win by six, seven, or eight. I think it'll be close till down the stretch, and Northwestern's going to come up with a couple of big shots. If you're North Central, I'm trying to get. K-Mink or Allman foul trouble early in this game I'm trying to go at them I'm trying to take them to the rim and try to take one of them out of the game kind of like what Morris was able to do earlier this year where K-Mink had a little bit of foul trouble was hampered in that game wasn't able to play a whole lot we saw huge performances from Owen Borma and Caleb Hoyleen, which quick shout out to Owen Wyatt I think you could consider him one of the best, if not the best, defensive rebounder in the UMAC. From what I've seen this year, the dude is an absolute clinic at boxing guys out on the other end of the floor. So it's not always going to show up in points in the box score, but Owen is absolutely dominating on the defensive end.
1: He looks improved in general, just all around this year, which to me, if you would have told me that I would have said it would have been the exact opposite, not because of The basketball player is, but think about the baseball season we had. The summer he had, too, yeah. He then goes plays in the Northwoods League and does that until August. I mean, he's even mentioned he was a little worn down by the end of that. I mean, who wouldn't be after traveling as much as they do in the Northwoods League? He jumps into basketball. I would have thought, if anything, he would have taken a step back from just being worn down with all the sports he's been doing, but it almost looks like he got better. I totally agree. And so that's huge for Northwestern. I mean, just huge. If he plays the way he has, that's just a huge plus for them.
0: I would say the same thing. I uh, I did not expect that coming. I think for North Central on this one, Wyatt, they need a big game from your guy. We, we have multiple North Central players right, on fantasy. Let's put, course, let's put clear, it but... this
1: way. I mean, we, we need a lot of big big games for Team Wyatt. So, I mean, if they all come to fruition, I'm going to be right back in this thing.
0: How? Let's put it this way. One last question on this game before we move on. How much does Micah Filer have to put up at least for North Central to win this ball game on Saturday?
1: Well, see, and that's the thing. I think they have other options. So, I mean, I'm not going to say he has to score a certain amount necessarily. I would guess if they win, he'll probably be somewhere around 20. Okay. But, I mean, he could score less than 15, and I think they could still win the game. There is a path to win this game where Micah Filer is only around 10 points, I think.
0: I think, might, uh, excuse me, I think Seth has to have a big game then, which I wouldn't mind. Seth Foucault, which, well, if I mean, he can get cooking. And it
1: could happen, though. And, and with their bigs that we've talked about as well, if they could control the paint. There is a path in this game, in my opinion, just from looking at it, where Micah Filer does not have to score 20. I think they could definitely use that, and that's going to give them a much better chance. But if we're looking at the box score at the end of this one, and he only has 10 points... It could still be a very close game, I think, and North Central could still find
0: a way to pull it out. The matchups are fun. I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, number two versus number two, the senior versus senior, Castro versus Waldeck, Filer versus Ulm, Borma versus Thomas, if you want to call it that way, Henry versus Thompson. I mean, just down the line, there's a lot of fascinating matchups in this uh, contest. So looking forward to that one on saturday i'll uh, do my best to bring back a report that goes further than the i want, lock I, I I want some pic-
1: pictures as you're sitting courtside there <laughs> who says i'm courtside i'm not you're not, getting you're not that gonna service. be courtside come on
0: well how do i get courtside i'll you be gotta, in the stands if they want to hook me you up go sh- ahead <laughs> show up 2 hours early
1: man where's the commitment just act like you didn't realize the women's <laughs> game was postponed and just show up a
0: little early and uh yeah Well, uh, we'll talk about that more off mic. All right, final matchup. Apologies for taking so long to get to this one. I think this is very compelling as well. Superior. I got superior. You're you're just jumping to it. Reminder, folks, it's UW-Superior at Northland. Why do you have the jackets, Wyatt?
1: Because I have been high on the jackets really since the beginning of the year and said I think this is a team that also is in the middle of the pack with the Crowns and the Morrises and could compete there near the top. They need this win. At one and one, they got to get to two and one. Even though Northland is two and zero, this is a game traditionally in the past that Superior has shown they can win. They've kind of controlled this series a little bit, if you will. They need to win this game. Get to two and one. I just I, I think they'll get it done on the road. I think Northland finally takes a little bit of a step down. And I mean that that's nothing against what they've been able to accomplish. Their win against Bethany fantastic. But just looking at them and their roster, can they sustain this for an entire UMAC season? If they beat Superior, this is an entire different conversation the next time we hop on the mic. But as of right now, I think Superior gets the win. And I I think I just, the dream run and start for Northland, I don't know how long it's
0: really going to go. The Wisconsin matchup, as you mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. taking place in Ashland, Wisconsin this weekend. Who is it for a superior White that's going to step up? Who leads the way on Saturday in that matchup? Who it could be like?
1: it could be any one of those three. I'll go back to the guy that won the conference uh, player of the week, though, back at the beginning of the season, Javon Walker. I think he'll be the guy that has the big game. But, again, it could be any one of those three. It could be Vogel. It could be Ackley. I mean, all three of them are capable of stepping up and having big games. And then, I mean, you're going to have to have your role players do your thing, but they are driven by those three. It's a big three, if you will, there in superior and it could be any one of them. I'll say Walker is the one that leads the charge, though, on this particular Saturday.
0: Quick note on Northland I want to mention before I make my pick for this one. I was telling you off Mike Wyatt when I was looking at their last box score that was available for a matchup over winter break in which they took down Beloit in a tight contest. Ryan Rollins, a leader on that squad who had the big game against Bethany in that win, and Jordan Brennan, a guy on your squad who does a little bit of everything and other upperclassmen leader, both didn't play. So I don't know if it's... COVID protocols related or they were injured or maybe over the winter break, Coach Sorensen even said, hey, I want to get other guys some playing time and we're going to rest these guys for UMAC play. I'm not sure what's going on. Interested to see if they can get in the lineup for this game. I think they have to play for Northland to have a chance against UW-Superior. I'm going to flip uh, the other way. And I'm going to say Northland's going to come out with a razor-thin margin and we're going to disagree in a couple men's matchups. I'm saying that this isn't a total rock fight, but I think this is somewhere. What's a the... rock? Yeah, I was going to say, what's a rock fight? 60s? Rock fight's got to be under 60.
1: I was going to say, because I mean, I could very easily see the North Central Northwestern game being in the 60s on Saturday. Really? I hope not. I hope not. What, I hope not. What Let's was shoot the, the lights out, boys. Before that game in the Erickson Center, what was that score? That's a
0: great point. Because, I mean, that one wasn't that high scoring, and that one even went to overtime, didn't it? Well, I was going to say, the overtime one obviously got more points, and I think that was a little more free-flowing offensively. Where it tightened up a lot more is the fact that they played just a week later in the conference tournament. So the last game of the regular season, Northwestern-North Central, in that contest was 85-79 in overtime. And then in the UMAC semis, it was 67-51. I mean, the Eagles held the Rams to just 51 points. That had to be near one of their lowest performances all the last season to end their year. could see this game mid-60s, upper-60s, honestly.
1: The winning score doesn't necessarily have to hit 70. I've taken a couple of hot takes tonight in that matchup. We'll see if any of them come true. I don't think Filer needs to score 20 for the Rams to win, and I think that
0: game could be lower scoring than people anticipate. Does that benefit Northwestern or North Central, though? Because I feel like the Eagles over the years have won more contests like that. In North Central, you know, they like to shoot the threes. They like to spread the floor and get a lot of shots up. Can they win a game like that?
1: Well, oddly enough, you're right. I feel like Northwestern does win those types of games, but I feel like it benefits North Central almost in a sense for some reason. I don't know why necessarily, but the longer you can keep Northwestern at bay, maybe the more frustrated you can get them, especially if you're playing in your gym. And if you know they're struggling offensively, maybe that gives you a little more incentive to get going offensively. I don't know. I feel like if you're holding a team defensively, especially if you're the underdog in a matchup, the mindset changes when you see you're getting stops, even if you're struggling to score and see the ball go through the hoop. So even though Northwestern traditionally wins those types of games, I almost feel like a lower scoring game does benefit North Central in this particular instance.
0: I get your logic there. I understand. I just feel like if North Central wins, it's just going to be a heck of a shooting performance. Mike is going to have a really good game, and they're going to be scoring 75 plus. I just, that's the way I envision it. But who knows? We'll see. Uh, going back to the matchup we were talking about. Sorry, we keep going back to North Central. North uh, we West already West. talked about it. <laughs> I was mentioning the defense because I think for Northland, I see them winning a game that's like 65 62. Somewhere in okay. that range. Oh, that's right. It's a
1: rock fight, but not quite a rock fight. Not an official rock fight,
0: but yes, a very defensive battle. And after talking with Coach Sorensen uh, a few weeks ago, again, if you haven't heard that conversation, that went a lot of different directions on the court and off the it court was as fun, well. Though. Feel free to listen to it. It is still there for your uh, listening opportunity whenever you wish to do so. I think that's the way Coach Sorensen would like it, is my roundabout way to saying that, Wyatt. Is the defense really digging in, making some free throws late, and finding a way at home? Because they're just like Morris Wyatt. They have the rare opportunity to open up UMAC play with three straight home games. If they go to 3-0, I talked about it in the last pod, fans have no excuse in Lumberjack Nation. They especially have zero excuse to knock it out to the Kendrigan Center for the rest of the year. If they start 3-0... and that barn better be on fire next month when they're this,
1: playing. This feels like an important game for Northland, doesn't it? Especially because it's their third straight home game to open up a conference play. It's against another quality opponent, but it's not one that's necessarily at the very top of the conference. So it's a game you win, you really start to turn some heads. It feels like a really important game. And you almost feel like if they lose it, do people just start to write them off a little bit and quickly forget about that Bethany victory that they had? Because, I mean... Life comes at you fast, I always like to say. People remember what happens most recently, so they may not even remember that Bethany win.
0: All right, to recap real quickly here, Wyatt, Morris against Crown. Morris is home. I have the Cougars winning. You have the Storm winning. We disagree on that one. Bethany at Martin Luther, we each have the Vikings winning. Northwestern at North Central, we each have the Eagles winning. Finally, Superior at Northland, you have the Jackets, I have the Lumberjacks. So, out of the total seven matchups on the men's and women's side combined, we disagree on two of them. So, we'll see. I mean, Both on the beat? men's side, too. We got a yep. perfect three for three on the women's side. So we're, we're in agreement for who we're pulling for and whatnot? No, I mean, we're not pulling for teams necessarily. We don't we're pulling for players. We're pulling for players. We
1: 100% are pulling for players. Yeah, I have no for shame <laughs> No shame in admitting that. I'm sorry, but uh, if we're coming down the stretch in a tight game and one of these coaches decides to give it to a guy on your team instead of mine, you know, we may just have to have a conversation here on the pod about it and I might have to go on a rant or something. You know, I need my guys to deliver. If Noah Ulm gets the last shot on Saturday. I'm going to be saying, what are we doing? It's not like Noah has earned that right or anything to take those shots. Oh, goodness. All righty.
0: So hope hope folks enjoyed those with the picks. We will uh, recap those the next pod, and uh, we'll have a full slate next weekend wide. I can't wait for the Friday-Saturday sort of action to start to kick off 14th and 15th. I'm just looking ahead on the schedule now. We'll need to, uh, once we start having multiple days of
1: games, we'll have to get through them a little bit quicker maybe yes. and not yeah. to <laughs> give as big of an in-depth breakdown on them as we did. But
0: We're excited, though. Okay, We're excited we are. for UMAC Play to finally be back and talk
1: about these matchups. Mentioned it at the start of the podcast. This is it, 2022. Happy New Year. Here we go. It really kicks up starting this Saturday, so we're looking forward to it. Uh, before we get into these interviews that we had, Ryan, I'll just say you can follow us on Twitter. Unlike any other, the UMAC, send us an email if you have information, a question, want to get involved. If other players listen to this and want to get on the podcast for player interviews, now that we're trying to do more of those here as we've hit this conference stretch, if you will, certainly reach out to us, U A O the at We We won't promise that we're going to get everybody on that emails us just because guests do fill up quickly and we're certainly looking and tr- trying to do what we can so we're not going to make a hundred percent promises but if you want to be on there's a very good chance we can make it work so let us know download the episode so you can listen anytime anywhere and subscribe but uh, other than that yeah I just hope you've enjoyed the podcast any uh, parting thoughts here Ryan before we turn it over to the interview
0: no looking forward to Saturday appreciate the time that Tath and get Dylan gave us and as I said earlier wide. it's just going to keep getting better and better as we go so savor these moments okay it's soon going to be late march it's all going to be over for d3 hoops we're going to be wishing we could go back so enjoy the moment right now get inside a gym get outside of this cold weather i know you're getting dumped on up north wide i know we're going to get some snow in the twin cities as well but it's not fun yeah, I mean, that's that's why you got to get in the gym, though. Enjoy some of that, and I know you'll be doing that up north as well at some other levels that maybe aren't uh, UMAC quality. But uh, all that is to say, good basketball going around all over the place. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your week and enjoy the games this weekend. Here now is our conversation with those pair of Minnesota Morris Cougars. Please to welcome Minnesota Morris Cougars men's basketball players Tath, Dak, and Dylan Hyder to the pod. Guys, really appreciate you taking some time to join
2: us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank- yep, thanks for having us, guys. Really appreciate it.
0: So starting off, gentlemen, you guys have had quite the break. You haven't been in action since December the 11th in your home matchup against Northwestern. How has the winter break been? Tath, if you want to start, and then Dylan, you can follow.
2: Um, I'd say the break's been really good. It's been nice to kind of take some time to get away from basketball, hang out with family and kind of recharge a bit. Um, but I'm glad the practice has started back up and, you know, we're all itching to play now.
3: Yeah, going along with Tath, I would say it was nice for everyone to be able to go back and see their family and stuff and be able to hoop with like guys from their hometowns and just spread all over the place and we all we're all back. And it's nice to be back too. So let's go back a few
1: years, guys. You guys are getting ready to decide where you're gonna go play college ball. What led you guys to Minnesota Morris specifically?
2: Um, all right. Uh I guess for me it was it was kinda of weird. So I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, so a lot of people are like, How the heck did you go from Lincoln, Nebraska to Morris? And for me it was I just wanted to get out of Nebraska. Um, I just wanted to experience something new and, um, you know, coach showed some interest in me and we've been e- emailing back and forth. And um, I just thought it'd be a great opportunity and took that chance. So, and it's
3: been great. I love it here. And uh, for me, I was uh, coming out of St. Cloud Tech Junior College and I was looking at a couple places and then I I have a friend that I used to play on AAU with on the team, and I kind of talked to him a little bit. And the old assistant coach here, I really liked him. And then I came down here a weekend, and I really uh, bonded with the guys really well It just felt right.
0: You guys have both been here now for multiple years. Like Wyatt mentioned, you're both seniors on this club. How would you each define the identity for your squad? Tath, if you want to start, and then Dylan, you can go after that oh man that's that's a good
2: question um I'd say we're at this point in the season we're still really kind of trying to find that identity um but um, one thing I know about our guys is we're gonna we're gonna go out there and we're gonna run Um, we're gonna play hard and we're gonna get a lot of shots up
3: yeah I'd say we're still trying to find it as well we're obviously a very good offensive team and we want to get up and down and get a lot of shots up But we know we need to work on defense, and that comes with working hard. So we want that to be our identity, but we're still trying to get there. Yep.
1: Guys, what's it uh, been like playing for Coach Grove? I guess if you could describe or if somebody asked you a question about what the Morris basketball program is like or what playing for Coach Grove is like, what would you tell them? Tath, you can go first.
2: Man, Coach Grove is just – the most chill guy I've ever met, honestly. Um, he's just a really laid back coach. Um, obviously, he's got years and years of experience. Um, you know, he, he really knows what he's talking about and you can always lean on him for advice. And, you know, he's always he's always been a great coach and he's an even better person. So, um, really appreciate coach.
3: Yeah, I would uh, agree with Tat that he's pretty chill. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you definitely don't want to get on his bad side. <laughs> he's uh pretty uh attentive to the details so oh yeah well he's definitely really fun to play for and he really cares about every one of us and that's always great to have
0: guys this is kind of an out there question if you will but i like to ask it to people if basketball were not an option for you at Morris, but you had to be playing on another sports team that is offered at Minnesota Morris, what sport would you guys be playing? Dylan, if you want to start with this
3: one and then Teth. <laughs> uh, I would probably say the golf team, but uh, I'm terrible at golf. <laughs> but, uh, I That's the one I enjoy the most. So uh, I'm not really a big guy, so I can't really play football. <laughs> I feel
2: it. Um, oh, man. Uh, I guess I've kind of been just like a basketball addict since since high school. So I I did track in in middle school, and I was pretty nice in middle school. So I'd have to say, I'd bring that experience and uh, see what I could do on the track.
1: I I like it. good answers from both of you. I'm more of a golfer myself, so I can get on board with that. Even though you know I'm not I'm not the best at it either, but it's just fun to play, and can't picture anything better than that. So, uh, looking ahead now, as we conference play is getting going now, you guys have had two conference games, and things really pick up starting this upcoming weekend. You guys got a matchup mm-hmm. here coming up against Crown. What's uh, the mindset going into that one? You Guys could use the win, get to one and two in conference play. What's kind of the mindset this week in practice?
2: Ooh, um, I'd say all the guys are, are really locked in. Um, it's been a great two days of practice already. Um, our energy has been really high, and on both sides of the ball, guys have been locked in, which has been awesome. So um, I'd say we're, we're focusing on ourselves. We know it's a big game, and uh, we know it's one we want to get. Um, but we're just going to go out
3: there and play really hard, play our games, and um, see what happens. I'd say we, we know we need this game and we know how close we are to being one of the top teams in the conference, and that's just driving everyone. Because we're right there with Northwestern, North Central. Could have won both of them, but we know we need to finish games. Start some practice.
0: I know we're still a ways out, and you guys are focused on one game at a time, but since it is your final season for both of you guys at Morris, What's the goal to accomplish before the end of this season? You mentioned the firepower you guys have shown offensively. You exploded in the first half against North Central in the season opener. You had the explosion last year against Bethany Lutheran. So you guys know you have the talent offensively. What's the ceiling, if you will, for you guys this season?
2: Conference championship, without a doubt. Um, I think that's on each and every one of our minds. And um, we know this is probably... Our best team that we've had in, in in a long time here at Morris. We got a ton of talent, um, and I'd say the biggest thing is the guys really all love each other and and we all have each other's backs. So um, UMAC championship
3: is definitely the goal. I agree with that. We know we can do it. it. Starts with defense with us, though. I think everyone knows that. Mhm. <laughs> Let's uh, switch back over off the court for a
1: second, guys. I like to ask some weird questions every once in a while. I'll mix it up tonight. Who is the best? Who's got the best fashion on the team? you got to pick a teammate, best dressed. Who are you going cool. with?
2: <laughs> Man, that is a good <laughs> question.
3: That is awful. Let's um,
2: see. I'd say no, – do you go ahead.
3: I don't really have one.
2: <laughs> I have to say, KJ, KJ, KJ Riley's a pretty well dressed guy. Um, he has got some drip, as they say.
3: <laughs>
2: I like that one. I'll go with that one too. Yeah, definitely KJ. That's my boy. Oh, I go with Corbin too. Oh yeah, for sure
0: guys we've talked a couple times this season on the pod about kind of the atmosphere that you guys have out there in Morris with such a massive gym so much space lots of stands to fill what's your guys's opinion of your home court what's it like playing in such a big gym so much throughout the
2: season <laughs> well it's definitely massive um I'd say what I love about Our court is the fact that I know every team is just dreading the drive up to Morris and having to come out here to the small town and play out here in our super big gym. Um, So, I don't know. I really love it. Our fans come and our guys come and
3: support us. So, it's been a great experience there. I actually like our gym. I like kind of how open it is. It's kind of a shooter's gym, as a lot of people in the conference probably agree with. And it, it gets louder than you think with that big opening but for sure i don't know i like it more than other people do probably
0: so quick follow-up to that one if you couldn't be playing at home where would you guys most like to play on the road in the conference dylan if you want to start with this one and then tath
3: it's probably a no-brainer or like um like gym wise yeah your favorite gym outside of your home gym i'd say northwestern Obviously, I mean that's a really nice gym up there. Um,
2: yeah, I I'd agree. Uh, Northwestern's gym is super nice. I'd say atmosphere-wise, um, I think it's crazy how rowdy like Martin Luther's fans get in their <laughs> student section. Yeah. So I always thought it's been fun there, and those guys just crack me up. And same with uh, <laughs> Northland. With it's kind of a smaller gym, but um it echoes really loud and you know when they when they get people up in there it gets really loud so i'd say those two gyms outside of northwestern's is two. uh by the way guys i played baseball for northwestern the
1: last four years i don't know if you got any baseball buddies at morris there or if you're friends with a coach you guys got to get a new field there though man that thing is rough <laughs> on the infielders so just uh just i'll throw that out there for you guys but uh Anyways, moving along here, do you guys... I'll leave this question a little more open-ended. You can say it's been at Morris, maybe in high school, your younger days. Do you guys have a favorite basketball memory from your years playing?
2: (sighs) I feel feel like it's got to be easy for you, Dil, so you go first.
3: (laughs) Um, My sophomore year, I uh, won a state championship uh, for two-way. Melrose, that was probably mine. We were underdogs the whole way, and we... Won every game by more than ten. It was just crazy with the whole town and stuff. That would definitely be you know, my favorite. favorite. That's a
2: good one. Um, I'd say high school high school wise, my senior year, um, our team went twenty three and two and won the district championship, and that was a lot of fun. Um, just being on a team like that and just playing with such high level guys. Um, and I'd say for college uh my freshman year um we won our last game of the regular season against northland to make it into the playoffs and that was just really cool to just have all our friends and and fam there and just getting hype and getting that huge win to get into the playoffs was awesome
0: all right guys do you each have a favorite sports team that you like to pull for why did i talk a number of different sports on this pod we try to keep it with UMAC basketball, because there's plenty to chew on there, but whether it's a pro hoop squad or an NFL squad or really whatever, do you have a favorite sports team you like to pull for? Teth, you can start with this one and then Dylan.
2: Um, well, I'm a big NBA guy and college hoops guy, but I wouldn't say I have a specific team that I support. I guess now that I've been in Minnesota for a few years, I'm a big T-Wolves guy and have gotten really – really into to support and I love Ant Edwards that's my favorite player in the league right now so
3: <laughs> I'm a big Minnesota dude T-Wolves Vikings twins those are my main three but I watch NBA every night and yeah I have a couple favorite teams but
1: I'll uh, I'll follow with that quick Dill you think Kirk Cousins is the problem in Minnesota or is it Zimmer should we get rid of Zimmer <laughs> after this week
3: I think Zimmer's gone either way, and I I don't really like him because he's just too conservative. <laughs> so is Kirk Cousins, though, so I don't know. They I feel like they both have to go, or we have to get a perfect team for Kirk because he can't really do much but sit in the pocket.
1: I think that's probably a pretty fair assessment. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. think Zimmer's gone after this week, regardless of what happens. I think he's had his time, and just with the yeah. way the season has unfolded. But, uh, Ryan, you got a question?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, love the answers, gentlemen. Keep the faith. You know, Wyatt and I talk all the time, don't be a fair-weather sports fan. Keep the faith, okay? (laughs) Our time is eventually going to come, so uh, just stay patient. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, it might be 40 years down the road, but eventually <laughs> we'll get there. So It's going to feel so good when it, it happens. It will, yeah. it <laughs> will. Uh, my last question for you guys here tonight on the pod, uh, I don't know if you guys are college football fans at all, but who you guys got in the national championship between Georgia and Alabama, that'll be the last one I ask you guys.
3: Bama, man. Every oh. year.
2: <laughs> this guy. I, mean, I don't want him to oh. win, but I... <laughs> That's fair. Um... Oh. I was actually born in Atlanta, Georgia, so I feel like I'm obligated to support Georgia for this one. There you go. So I'm going to go with the Bulldogs. All right, final
0: one that I have for you guys to wrap this thing up. Since you are both seniors, you know the end is coming. You want to stay present in the moment, though, obviously. How much are you guys thinking about the end? Are you taking any extra moments to smell the roses and enjoy the process, if you will? Or what is that? been like so far this year and will that change at all you think in the coming weeks and months as we head down the stretch Teth, you can start
2: with this one um i'd say i always have it in the back of my mind but i just try to take it day by day and be as present as i can every single day because you only have so many days hooping and so i try to not take practice for granted and you know shoot around and bus rides and all that stuff and you know just have as fun as much fun as i can with my guys
3: yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, I'd say it's definitely in the back of my head because, like, I know we only have, like, a month and a half left, and you may never, like, play basketball again or you're never going to play basketball again, and you just have to enjoy all the little things. Like, even just showing up for practice, you used to hate that in, like, high school and college, and, like, now it's like you're never going to be able to do this again, so you have to enjoy all that stuff. It's kind of exactly. my mindset. Yeah, that's, that's well said.
1: I will uh, say that my brother played at Northwestern for four years, and while you may have a pickup game or two, once you guys are done out of college, you'll never play at that level again. That's the way he kind of put it, and so yeah. I would agree I would agree with what you guys said. Take it for everything you can. Enjoy it while you have it here, and, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys have a great rest of the way this season. want to thank you guys for coming on the pod tonight. We appreciate you guys doing so. Best of luck against Crown here coming up this weekend and then moving forward. Be sure to tell your family, friends uh, about the podcast so they can listen to this interview and everything if they're interested in that. But really, thanks for the time, guys, and
2: uh, we wish you guys the best. Appreciate it, guys. Love the pod. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it.